He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Success is a journey that I'm on. And, you know, every single day I'm in it to win it. Every day I wake up with a burning desire to, to completely dominate. You know, it's, it's a lifestyle for me. Like, Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today I have the one and only Tom Smith, who is the owner of Dream Luxury Service Apartments. He has a multiple construction companies. He's also an author and a 10X coach, speaker, and mentor with Grant Cardone as under the licensee program. So Tom Smith, welcome to the show, my friend. It's so good to have you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm absolutely delighted to be here today. Um, I feel a massive connection with America. I feel privileged. Thank you so much. Of course. I've been watching your stuff on LinkedIn, so to have you on the show is just really inspiring as well. Um, but I really just want to jump into the meat of it for, for you. Where did your journey begin? What, where do you feel like your story starts? Um, I think my story starts back in Belfast. Um, when I was a kid growing up, um, you know, I had the most amazing childhood. But my mom and dad, we, we, you know, we didn't have any money. And my friends all had like the, the nicest, you know, sports gear and the nicest sort of latest footwear and track suits. And I didn't. So I went and got a job in like what we call a fish and chip shop, like a burger joint. And I stood at the back in like a, a, a garage. And, and that's where I made all the French fries and the chips. Um, and from a young age, in the winter, it was so cold. You used to have to pour a bucket of hot water and stand in the hot water to stay warm. But from that age as a kid, you know, I started making my own money. So I had a burning desire to succeed. But then I was in control now. So I could save up with my hard-earned cash and buy new Nike or Max trainers or new soccer boots or a tracksuit or even stir up my money box and realize I put that there. So it was about from 10 years old, it started. Um, and then I just started making decisions as I was a kid that I wanted to be successful. And then the story goes on from there. Well, I was going to say, did you start a uh, construction company first? Is that how you got to building what Dream Luxury Service Apartments is today? Or did, like, did the chicken become or come before the egg or the egg before the chicken? Yeah, um, I was involved, you know, back when I was a kid, my friend says, you need to get your hands dirty if you want to make real money. So from the age of 16, I was working on building sites, um, putting roofs on building walls. I can remember one time a foreman on a building site hated me. Uh, he just didn't like me. And the hardest task he would have given me, I would have done it in record time just to really piss the guy off. Um, and I became like amazing at my job and all the lads in the site ended up hating the foreman and all <laughs> loving me. So, you know, I've never let anything break me ever. Um, but yeah, construction came first. Um, and then I lived in Dubai for a while in service departments. Um, when I lived in service departments in Dubai, I realized this concept for dream luxury service departments was going to be my future. Um, I came home to the UK, 
uh, and Ireland and the rest is history. It's just we are massively expanding during a global pandemic and nothing's stopping us. We're like a juggernaut. We're an unstoppable force, you know. How did you, so like what were the beginning steps of that? Because like if you're going from construction to then now what I consider a, a hospitality type uh, style of business, where where were the biggest like learnings or even what were some implementations that you brought from maybe like an outside industry that just really drove your guys' successful uh, dream? Yeah, that that's a really good question. You know, I have to be completely honest because it's the only way to be. My wife says to me after a year, when are you going to give up? And I laughed and went, give up? Are you for real? Because for one year, I went to every city in the UK to try and do to try and do deals on buildings. And because nobody knew me, nobody was taking me serious. Yeah. I wasn't recognized. And I knew in my gut and my heart of heart that I was going to do this. And as most people give up early on, giving up was never going to be an option for me. And... There's a company you've probably heard of called Savills International Estate Agents. Yeah. So a friend of mine called me and said, listen, we have a hedge fund from New York coming to Belfast. They have just bought a huge tar block that nobody's been in. Um, would you like to do a deal with these guys for 50 apartments? And I just went, boom, the yeah. universe delivered. You know, as everybody in the planet would be giving up, that was my answer. And I signed a deal with... Uh, Marathon, a New York hedge fund, and for three years it was just incredible. Then, since then, we've massively expanded. And for Christmas this year, the sixth of the twelfth, twenty twenty one, I'm very specific on dates and my goals. It's my daughter's birthday that date. We will have a thousand apartments this Christmas. Wow. So, you know, which isn't bad considering we're only turning four years old. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I've interviewed people on the show that have, you know. Uh, maybe 1,500 or 2,000 after 10 years, 15 years almost. Yeah, I actually can't believe it said isn't bad because I'm going to have to 10 exit. You know, <laughs> I need to go for 10,000 instead of 1,000. So <laughs> I have to crack myself out. Yeah, you'll have to start cracking down to get 10x yeah. done in like a year or two after that. Um, so what I guess for my, my biggest thing is like I'm always obsessed about what people like you didn't give up and I and I can see that like everything you've put into is a hundred percent time and energy and thought and like consistency. So where, where I, I'm all obsessed just about what, what are you learning from this? What was like, how do you process everything that you're taking in so quickly in such amount of like a short amount of time for, for me, like, you know, you're, you're doing so much and it's cool and great. And you're just pounding it through. Like what, what is that process like for you? Yeah, I think, I'm at a stage where I find it quite normal, but it's probably really abnormal to other people. Um, and I see my businesses also like my relationship. You know, I love my wife and kids dearly. So I close my eyes and see all different bonfires burning. And I see my construction companies, dream apartments, and the different cities. I see my, my, my family life. And I know that I need to add fuel to those to keep them all burning. So... I can put a different cap on and become the construction guy. Walk on, thank the guys, or ask, or maybe not thank them and go crazy to speed up a project. Yeah. And then I can put a hat on and become a loving husband and call my daughters. Then I'm, I can put the cap on and become the CEO and managing director of Dream Apartments. I can then flick another switch and become the author, the mentor, the public speaker. 
and I close my eyes and see those different fires, and I know to put equal amounts of wood and petrol even to really set them ablaze, and I see them all burning equally. And once I close my eyes and see one coming down a little bit, I'll add fuel to those fires. And it's just all about being massively organized. But yeah. my, day, my day starts at 4 a.m. Mm. I am blessed with an amazing bunch of staff who are all 10X people. They really are 10X people. Um, and when you have a brilliant infrastructure around you and your foundation's strong, everything's possible. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a great... Um, leading into this question really is how do you find out, like, how do you build a structure, especially because you went from an employee, you worked your ass off, you know, throughout your whole life and built up to becoming an entrepreneur. How do you set up a foundation and a structure that is, is a solid one? Like, like you have. I think it's really important to get the, the amazing people working for you and to have amazing people sometimes doing dual roles until you get to the point as a company that you can afford to branch out. I think where a lot of people go wrong is to have a marketing PR person. They've got the accounts person. They've got the PA. They've got this. They've got that. Their overheads are through the roof. You know, I did so much myself that I was, you know, 24 hours a day. If there would have been more than 24 hours, I would have worked it. Um, so you need to be prepared to do whatever it takes to achieve your goals. And I have a daily mantra, and that's one of the things in my mantra. I am prepared to do whatever it takes to achieve my goals. And I mean anything. Stay awake for a week? Yeah, no problem. Just take espresso. But And I have built my team up one by one, and now I am blessed to have an amazing bunch of people around me. But it's all came from the grind. You know, that wasn't there two years ago. My team's tripled. We have been expanding and employing the whole way through COVID. But it's because our foundation was strong and we financially could afford to do it. Yeah. You know, um, we don't have one credit card or one bank loan wow. in our company. So, you know, we're a strong business. Yeah, that's a strong cash flow. Mike, so during the pandemic in the, in the beginning of this, was your for your apartments, was that actually kind of a, a place that first responders and people would quarantine to like that? Did that kind of save you guys in that beginning stage? Yeah, we, you know, we lost about two million pounds. Oh wow! Maybe three and a, maybe three and a half million dollars in the first six weeks. Yeah, but I knew we were unique as a business. I knew we were allowed to be open. So what did we do? We ten axed it. So we made a thousand sales calls a week. We called all essential industries that were allowed to be working. We called everybody in the police the education boards that were still doing, the health service, everything. And then the next thing, we started getting all brand new clientele. Wow. And then we started then completely smashing it and doing really, really well. Um, so it, you have to be in it to win it. You know, you could have ran to the hills like everybody else. Um, some people in our industry did that, exactly that. But we have been sending out really positive messages to all our customers and clients. We're in this together. This is only short term. Good life's coming back. And our whole social media campaign has been one of positivity. Yeah. But because we took massive action, we then got the business that we needed to survive and then profit from what was going on. But, you know, 
our mindset was completely everything. We banned negativity. You know, we're at now March 21. I haven't watched the news for four years. So my staff keep me up to grade with what's going on with government guidelines, but I refuse to watch the news. Yeah. So I'm oblivious to the chaos. I just see what's going on in my business and my personal life. So with, with that laser focus, it's been really very helpful. Oh, that's a really good tool. I definitely need to take some advice from that and into my own life. Um, I want to talk to you about your, your book. Um, this is how kind of I got introduced to you, um, which your book is fearless. So, uh, I saw this on LinkedIn and there it is. Yes. I love it. I love it. It's, It's a clean looking book. Um, so that's how I got connected to you that was on LinkedIn and, and I saw this and I, I got really inspired by what you're doing and just building and you've, you're, you're a person that's leading by example for a lot of stuff. Um, so what got you into writing your book? What's your book really about? Obviously the title is Fear Less, but um, you know, there's probably some more into it that you can unpack from there. Yeah, you know, I've always been a person that people would have came to for advice and they would have said to me at the end of it, you know, I'm leaving your office feeling amazing. Thank you and stuff. Um, I've learned from a lot of mistakes that I've made. And I've made a lot of mistakes. You know, I'm no superhuman guy. And I didn't wake up this person. I've built this person who I am today. You know, so. But on the 26th of March, 2020, I decided that I was going to do something different that would be remembered when COVID was over. So I took pen to paper and started writing my first book. Um, it's an antidote to self-doubt. It's, if I could put it in my terms, it's like a street version of the secret. Everybody can relate to this book. Everybody will find something in it. You know, I've had the most amazing feedback, five-star reviews on Amazon, but my heart and soul is in this book, you know, and there's some fantastic content. There's content in it to help everyone because in life, it really is all about fear and less. Mm-hmm. Um, because fear is false events appearing real. Um, and I've just put it in a very understandable matter and put it in a book and it's going from strength to strength. Um, for everybody in America, it's available on amazon.com, but I feel privileged that if I've written this and it's helped one person, yeah. I've done my job, but it's helped already a couple of thousand people can be contact me on Instagram. It's going, it's going to be massively global, this thing. And I just, I feel so privileged that I've, I've written it and it's went down so well. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I can't wait to to get my hands on it. And for, for what you have done, it's just really incredible. So just to see, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Um, but I, I want to ask what, you know, leading into 10X, you, you've mentioned 10X. We talked about, you know, a little bit about Grant Cardone, but um, you remind me a lot of like when you said I built this guy, I wasn't born this way. I built this mother effer, um, is, is what I see like Tony Robbins. I, I see that like that Tony Robbins, that Grant Cardone, like a little bit of Gary V where you're just go, go, go. Um, who, who really inspired you, you know, through, throughout your journey? Um, just because I see so many different people I look up to inside of one, you know, inside of you. So, uh, I'm just kind of curious who, who was your inspiration? I think, you know, my real big inspiration came from inside, from being a little boy at 10 years old and not having any money. And I always had this burning desire to be successful. I think I was an unconscious component and didn't realize that I was being successful. And then about three years ago, 
you know, I've always done well in life, but about three years ago, my wife says to me, you know, you need to be listening to this Grant Cardone guy. He's definitely up your street. Mm -hmm. And I got on the Audible and listened to 10 acts and it completely blew my mind. I then realized that there was other people out there that were just like me. And since then, I've watched all of Grant's content. I've listened to all the books. You know, if you have a conversation with anybody in our office, 10 acts is a way of life in my office. You know, all my staff are just 10 axers. We all work and do 10 times or 100 times more. It's a normal way of life. But Mr. Cardone has inspired the life out of me. You know, I love this whole regime. I think 10 acts is a revolution that hasn't hit the world properly yet. You know, everybody knows it in America. But now I'm so proud to be a Grant Cardone licensee. It's my turn to tell everybody in Ireland, the UK, Europe, and I'm going to make 10 acts a way of life. It's already a way of life in my life and my yeah. industry and my, sorry, in my office, but you know, totally a massive connection with Grant Cardone and the utmost respect for him and all his team and his wife, Elena. Have you, um, how many other licensees are there in UK and Europe? Like, are you one of the few or? Well, I would, the only way to answer that would be, I haven't even looked because in life, I only look at me. Yeah. It would be like if somebody says to me, how many other apart hotels are in Liverpool or Belfast? Yeah. I would say, what do you mean? Because I only see me in life. Yeah. It's only ever plan A. It's only ever domination. I don't ever see competition. So I'm only, I'm, there's only going to be one guy that's going to blow 10 acts up in UK or in Europe, and that's me. Nobody else has even a chance. It's only me. I love that. I love that. Um, when did, how did, the, the steps even become about to becoming a 10 X licensee. Did you have to, what was the process like for you? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. It sounds like well, an interesting it, it was amazing. So I think it was like nine weeks ago, this Friday, um, my wife was doing a yoga course. So I walked into an empty house because she was in the basement on zoom doing a new yoga qualification. And I became very good friends with Elliot, but Elliot called me from Grant Cardone's office and says, Tom, you know, we would really like you to be a, rap, a, a licensee and rapper Sand Grant. And the, the, the most amazing thing for me in this is I was ready. And I'll tell you why. For one year, every day in my life, I'd written in my goal statements that I was going to work with Grant. I was going to be Grant's business partner. I was going to meet Grant. I visualized, and I've seen it a million times in my head, I'm sitting having breakfast with Grant. And his wife, Elena, mm -hmm. every, all of us have been in the gym. I can feel the, the warm floor in Miami. I can smell the heat. And I'm eating great, I'm eating great yogurt and I can taste the blueberries. <laughs> I've visualized and seen myself there. And I've written all different scenarios about meeting him, being in business with him. And then I got the phone call. So I was shocked, but then not surprised because I had written it in my goal statements. I think the amazing thing was, I says to Elliot, you know, can I speak to Grant? And he says, he's making a film with Robert De Niro. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, this is so real. But um, I feel this is my time. I feel a massive connection with, with Mr. Cardone and all his team. And to say I feel grateful and privileged is a complete understatement. You know, I cannot wait until flight restrictions lift, the first thing that happens, I'm going straight to America. You know, I'll give my wife a, a wife a kiss in the cheek. I'm gone. Boom. <laughs> Bye. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to get, 
yeah, trying to get out of you know this country for a while and get get some travel done that we haven't been able to do in the last year. Um, yeah, I know. No, it's it's incredible what you've built, and I'm just super inspired. So I just I gotta say like thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. But where can people find you? Obviously, there's a lot going on. I've, I've mentioned LinkedIn, but um, I have uh, I'm gonna plug in everything on the show notes. I just want people to be able to have the opportunity to hear from you. Oh, thank you very much yeah. um, for interviewing me. I feel privileged, you know, especially speaking to all you guys in America on Instagram. I am known as Tom Smith, the entrepreneur, and it's Smith with a Y, S A M Y T H. Um, so I'm really wanting to boost this up. Instagram was something that I didn't even get involved in, but I realized the power of it now. Yeah. So I'm going to really blow it up. Um, and I want to have a massive connection with all you guys in America. Yeah. Um, I will get my PA Jackie, who's the best PA in the world to send you, um, the Tom Smith entrepreneur thing. So it's easy for everyone to click on, Perfect. but, um, I just like thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. No, oh, my my pleasure. And um, I've seen you on Clubhouse. Are you going to start utilizing that a little bit more too? Yeah, I, I I've started to do it with some people in Ireland. And uh, you know, there was some guy the other week was complaining about some other person that just says to him, "Can you do me a favor, please? Get over yourself. Concentrate on your own business. Stop being an asshole and move on." You know, <laughs> so I sort of said how it is, and I don't really care. Yeah. No, we should, uh, I'll, I'll get you on a clubhouse room one of these days and we'll have to do on uh, the hospitality. It'd be great. Uh, but thank yeah. you so much, Tom, for being on the show. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you and for all my slick talk listeners, uh, to connect with you, uh, via LinkedIn and, and Instagram. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.